Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on everyone? My name is Andy. Welcome back to another FPL video. In this one, it's some of my final thoughts ahead of the Game Week 18 deadline. And because this is a deadline where we haven't had many press conferences, I basically answered a bunch of your questions, which will hopefully help you when you're making your transfer decisions for Game Week 18. And because of the Thursday deadline, to make sure this video goes out in time so you can actually watch it, I've recorded most of it on Wednesday before the Carabao Cup games. If there's something major in those games, I'll try and add it into the video and re-record certain parts, but it shouldn't make a huge amount of difference. And obviously, I'm doing the deadline stream later on today where I can cover anything else in that as well. If you enjoy this video and find it useful, make sure to give it a like. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. And let's get into the questions. So lots of people ask me this question. Would you start Liverpool or Arsenal defenders this week? Now, if you've got Trent Alexander-Arnold, that's a pretty easy decision. There's not too many matches that I would bench him for either way. So I would definitely start him. If it's Simakas versus Gabriel or Simakas versus Saliba, it's a slightly different conversation. But I still think I would side with the Liverpool player just because they're playing at home. I don't think uh, necessarily that either side is going to get a clean sheet. But I would still back the home player. So I think I would play Simakas ahead of both Gabriel and Saliba. The only reason that I wouldn't do that is if you think Simakas is going to get benched. Now, unfortunately, I'm recording this before Liverpool play West Ham in the Carabao Cup, but I just think at the moment, Simakas' first choice left back with Robertson out, this is such a big game that there is every chance that he will start either way. But if you want to play it absolutely safe, then Saliba will definitely start, and Gabriel is almost 100% sure to start as well, I would say. So if you want to go from a minutes perspective, then it's Trent, then Saliba, then Gabriel, and then maybe Simakas just behind but I think they'll all start, in which case I'd play the Liverpool guys over the Arsenal ones. So nice and simple, is it viable to sell Haaland? And I think this is a tricky one to answer because we're not quite sure when he's going to be back fit and available from an FPL point of view. It could be game week 19, it could be game week 20, or it could even be game week 21. What we know at the moment is he's definitely going to miss game week 18 because obviously Man City and Brentford are blanking. We've known that for a while. Um, he's also not playing any part in the Club World Cup. Now, for those of us that have sold him, I think that is good news because that kind of sounds like he's not back to fitness yet. But it also gives him extra time to get fit for game week 19. Now, the reason that he can't play in the final is because he was taken out of the squad for the semi-final. But you've got to think that if Man City thought there was a chance he was going to be back to full fitness for that final... They would have just included him in the first squad anyway. It's hard to know without having that um, kind of inside information. So he may or may not be back for game week 19. I think generally if I had Haaland at this point, 
I'd be leaning more towards holding on to him. I think if you're going to wildcard in game weeks 19 or 20, you can definitely sell him this week and just get him back. I think if you're buying someone like Watkins, and this is your easiest route to get him, and you're going to sell someone else to get Haaland back, you could still do that. But obviously, the longer you leave it, like if you don't do it this week, you're probably just not going to make that move. So I think if you're wildcarding soon, or if you're buying Watkins, that might be okay. But for everyone else, I would probably just leave him in the team. That's basically what I did in game week 17, where I sold Haaland for Watkins. And then when I eventually get Haaland back, I'll sell Darwin Nunez instead. So it felt okay to do that. But I also knew he wasn't playing in 17. He was going to miss 18 as well. So I would think really carefully about selling him because you will definitely want him back when he's fit. And at this point, if he's fit for Everton away in game week 19, he's going to be somewhat of a differential because a lot of us have sold him. And by obviously game week 20, Sheffield United at home, people will be looking to bring him back in. So that's kind of what I would say. If you're wildcarding soon, fine. If you're buying someone like Watkins, then also that's probably okay. But I don't think there's many other strikers that are so important in game week 18 that i would use a transfer because there's definitely going to be another transfer to you soon to get him back so is it too soon to consider in kunku he could even be a potential darwin nunez replacement now there's a lot of excitement around in kunku there has been for quite a while i've never had so many questions about a player that's not played a single minute of premier league football um, but i get it right i understand why everyone's excited and he did finally get 20 minutes worth of game time for chelsea last night in the carabao cup against newcastle did look fairly sharp but it's hard to judge a player just off 20 minutes also took a penalty in the shootout dispatched it really nicely i think it probably is too soon to bring him in though because there's no guarantee that he starts this is a player that's been out with injury for a very long time and i think chelsea will want to manage him so if you just um think about the fixture schedule so they've just played last night on the 19th of December. They've got another match on Christmas Eve, the 24th of December. Now, generally, for a player that's fully fit, four or five days rest time is more than enough to play again. But Nkunku hasn't had much time to build up that fitness. Like, they hasn't had a huge amount of game time. And then the next match is Wednesday, the 27th, so three days later. And the next match is Saturday, the 30th, another three days later. So I think... If you're lucky, you might get two starts in the next three games. But realistically, it's probably going to be one. I reckon he's going to get more minutes off the bench against Wolves, possibly start against Palace, and then be benched for Luton. And is one start and two bench appearances enough versus someone like Darwin Nunez? Maybe. But I'm not sure it's so good I'd be worth... Uh, sorry, that it's worth using a transfer on right now. I think in terms of me looking at him as a replacement or to, or to put in the forward line anytime soon... I'd probably wait until the Christmas period is done and look at kind of game week 21, which is Saturday the 13th of January, because there's a bit of a break um, in January. You've got FA Cup as well. So I just, I don't know. I get the excitement, and I think he could be great, a massive differential. I know why people want to get in ahead of everyone else, but I think you'll be lucky to get two starts. You're probably only going to get one. And at that point, everyone can just jump on in when the good fixtures start anyway. And also, I would just consider about future moves as well. Because, look, when Nkunku's fully fit, he'll probably be just as good, if not better, than Solanke as an FPL option. But that's not the case right now. A lot of people just bought Solanke in. No one's getting rid of Watkins anytime soon. And you've also got to think about Haaland. And also, if the Man City double game week ends up going in game week 21, which is not a guarantee, but based on what Pep said, it's a possibility, then you might want Alvarez if Haaland isn't fit. And I know he's not done well uh, recently, but if he suddenly has a double game, you'll think about him a bit different. So we've only got three slots in our forward line. 
And I'm just not sure right now Nkunku has to be one of them, especially with the doubts around minutes. So I don't want to sit here and put kind of a downer on the player that everybody wants to buy, but I just think it is too soon. So assuming you were considering Trippier instead of Trent, do you think he'll start the next two games given his recent form? And I think the short answer is yes. I'd be very surprised if he's fit and available if Eddie Howe then benches him. I know he hasn't played that well recently. The mistakes for the goals against Everton. He wasn't great against Son when Newcastle played Spurs. Made a mistake for the Chelsea goal last night. Missed a penalty in the shootout as well. Although, to be honest, when a right back takes a penalty in a shootout, I don't think, you know, Eddie Howe is going to hold that against him. So it hasn't been a great few weeks for Trippier. But I don't think it's enough for Eddie Howe to bench one of their most experienced players anytime soon when he's fit and available it is worth saying that the reason or at least i assume the reason he was on the bench against chelsea is because he did have a bit of a knock that he picked up against ac milan so potentially they were just trying to manage his minutes a little bit but i think the fact that he came off the bench and played and with all the other injuries they got probably means that he starts i mean they could put dan burn left back and liveramento right back and bench trippier but i just don't see that happening uh, now, obviously, we're not going to hear from Eddie Howe again before that match. But I think given that Trippier got through the game, we have to assume he's fit. So I think he will start the next two matches. Um, him as an option, I definitely think is worth considering. There's a lot of money to go around at the moment. If you can't afford Trent, then Trippier is worth looking at. Luton away in 18, uh, Forest at home in 19. They won't blank in game week 26 because they're out of the Carabao Cup. The fixtures from game week 23 are really good. Ultimately, if you get him in, he's probably a long-term hold. But if he's someone you're going to think about selling again soon, I'm not sure I would go there just because it's Liverpool away in 20, City at home in 21, and Villa away in 22. So not many clean sheets on the horizon. But the next two look pretty good. So I'd be... I'm not guaranteeing you that he'll start, but I'd be really, really surprised if he's benched because I think he'll almost want to just play through this. And look, I don't know Trippier personally, right? But I've seen him in interviews and stuff like that. He doesn't strike me as the kind of player that's going to hide away from this. I think if he wants to play and he's available, Eddie Howe is going to start him. I could be wrong, but I'd be very surprised, like I said. So is it worth using a free transfer to bring in an Aston Villa defender just to bench Liverpool or Arsenal defenders? And I think in theory, the answer is yes, it is worth it because you're bringing in a player that is better for game week 18 that's more likely to get you points. Obviously, if it's up against Trent Alexander-Arnold, that's maybe a little bit different because he can be so attacking. But if you expect Liverpool and Arsenal to both concede, then really you're hoping for attacking returns. And if they don't come, it's probably a one or two pointer for any of those defenders. Whereas with Aston Villa, they're playing Sheffield United at home. There's a really good chance of getting a clean sheet, which would hopefully be six points or even more. Right? Obviously, they could get a yellow card, etc. But it's probably going to be at least six points, if not more. So by using that free transfer, you're arguably going to gain points straight away. And then they could be useful in the future as well because um, Villa have got a couple of other good fixtures coming up. So Burnley at home in game week 20 could be another clean sheet. Sheffield United away in game week 23. So in theory, yes, I think using a free transfer on Aston Villa defender to bench Liverpool or Arsenal defenders could be good. And it is something that I'm considering. The only way I wouldn't do it is if, one, you're only going to play them this week and you're just going to bench them for the rest, in which case... It's always nice to have a better bench, but it's not necessarily the end of the world if you don't make that transfer. But also, if it's going to cause you hits down the line because you've used that transfer this week. So, for example, if you could roll this week and then have two free transfers to get Haaland back, which is something you really want to do, then by getting Konza this week, that either stops you getting Haaland in 19 or makes you use a hit, right? 
and suddenly it's not a free transfer it's costing you four points so you've got to think about what other transfers you want to make in the next couple of weeks but i do think generally bringing in a, a aston villa defender this week looks pretty good i think i would go for konza i think there's too much rotation worries between uh luca dean and moreno i don't think it's a certainty that moreno starts kind of the next four to five games luca dean will probably get some minutes there is at the time recording some concerns over whether Paul torres is fit we should hear from unai emery before the deadline and i'll talk about that in the deadline stream but i can't discuss that now because i haven't seen the press conference and obviously matty cash is just a no-go so is it exciting bringing in konza to bench the likes of Simakas or saliba or gabriel probably not but I do think there's a good chance it could gain you extra points even in this week and potentially in the future as well. Do you think the absence of Son and Salah for their respective teams might help players like Richarlison, Kulisevsky, Gakpo and Nunez? Or will the opposite happen? Now, from a team level, I think it definitely makes them worse, right? Liverpool are a better team with Salah in it. Does it mean that they'll suddenly drop off a cliff in terms of performances when he goes? No, not necessarily. But they are better with him. Similarly for Spurs, right? They're better with Son in the squad. Um, and it's not just FPL options that are going to be missing, right? Spurs are also going to be without Saar and Basuma, for example. So overall, that's a big chunk out of their midfield and their star attacker as well. They're not going to be a better team. But from an FPL point of view, I don't think it necessarily makes such a big difference. And I think if anything, it does improve a lot of other players that we might want to look at. So take Richarlison, who I've spoken about before. You take Son out of the team, Richarlison's definitely playing up front, and he may get penalties as well. Now, it's possible that Madison might be back at the time that Son goes to the Asia Cup, in which case he could take penalties. But as it stands right now, I think Richarlison would become a better FPL option. Spurs would become a worse team. But the worst team factor wouldn't make me not go for Richarlison, right? I don't think the negatives of the team overall outweigh the positives of Richarlison from an FPL point of view, if that makes sense. Now, with someone like Gakpo, the only real way Salah leaving makes him better is if he or Nunez are the players that go and play on the right. Now, I think Gakpo did play there recently when he came off the bench, but it's not something that I would expect to happen all the time when Salah goes. So I don't think Gakpo becomes better. Nunez, maybe, if he gets penalties, but that is far from a guarantee. His minutes might go up a little bit, but probably not enough that it makes him a much better option. And with Kulisevsky, I think he's already you know, a decent-ish FPL player, but not really worth considering for most people. I think if you're looking at Spurs, you probably should be going for Richarlison instead. So generally, it really depends on the player. I think overall, it just makes teams worse. But from an FPL point of view, it might make certain picks slightly better. But I don't think, you know, looking at the list of players that are going away, I don't think there's too many FPL options that suddenly become great that weren't already worth considering. Richarlison is definitely one. If you look at West Ham, for example, they're losing players like Kudus. You know, Bowen already has 90 minutes every single week. He's not going to suddenly become better because Kudus isn't in the team. So it really depends. So I think it leaves the team in a worse position. But for some players in FPL, it makes them better. So what do we do with Lascelles given Cher's possible injury? Do we swap him to Trippier, Trent or keep him for one more week? Now, I'll come on to the transfer part of that question in a minute. The key thing that most people want to know, will LaSalle start in game week 18? And obviously, I can't guarantee it, but I think he's way more likely to start than he is to be benched. Because to be benched, both Cher and Botman have to be fully fit and available for Eddie Howe to pick from. I know some people are speculating that Dan Byrne could play centre-back, and he can do that role. He's done it plenty of times before. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think Dan Byrne will start against Luton, 
but I think he'll be the left back. I don't think it'll be Liveramento. And I think Lascelles will be one of the centre backs because with Botman, you've got a player that's been out for quite a while and they're clearly managing his minutes. He came on for six minutes against Fulham in game week 17. He played 45 minutes against Chelsea in the Carabao Cup. Eddie Howe said that was a pre-planned substitution. So they're building up the amount of minutes he can play. Even if he was fit enough to start against Luton, for Lascelles to be benched, you've also got to have share back as well. And at the moment, all we know is he's got an injury that kept him out of the squad for the Carabao Cup. It might be that he's fine for Luton. And unfortunately, we're not going to probably find out because we won't hear from Eddie Howe again. But I just think with Lascelles, there's a lot of other things that have to go right for him to be benched. And I just think he'll start because if you've had a long-term injury for Botman, you don't want to make that worse. And you don't want to lose share either. And as far as we know, Lascelles is fully fit. Now, I'm sure like most Newcastle players, he probably needs a break just for fatigue more than anything else. But surely you play him and don't risk one of the other two who are your first choice centre-back. So I think he will play. And so for most people, you can just keep him for one more week. I would not be buying Lascelles at the moment. But if you've got him already, he is someone you can hold on to. And then whether or not you should sell him really depends on your transfer plans. If you want Trippier or Trent long-term, you've got the spare transfer. It's not going to stop you doing the other moves you want to do over the next couple of weeks. The money's not going to get in the way. Then by all means, do it because it's a good long-term upgrade. And I don't think, unless something goes wrong, the sales will keep starting for the next five to six weeks. But for game week 18, I think he'll probably be fine. And I would lean way more towards him starting than being benched. So will Anthony Gordon at Newcastle and Levi Colwell at Chelsea start in game week 18? Now, this is a bit of a guessing game because we're not going to get many press conferences ahead of the game week 18 deadline. Colwell is probably a little bit easier to talk about because after the match against Newcastle in the Carabao Cup Pochettino said that he just took him off because he looked a bit tired it wasn't an injury or anything like that I think he also said that he wanted to put on a more attack-minded fullback as well but that he would be ready for Wolves so if you own Colwell definitely not worth using a transfer he'll probably start against Wolves you should just put him in your first 11 if that was your plan anyway in terms of buying him I don't think it's necessarily a bad move but I do think that Chelsea just have a few more players that could at times play instead of Colwell. I'm just not sure that he's so good that it's worth bringing him in. Like, I don't think it's a bad transfer, but if it's between him and Konza, I'd probably go for the nailed-on Aston Villa defender with a better fixture this week and a really good fixture in game week 20 as well. With Gordon, it's a lot tougher, and I own him for my own team. Um, Eddie Howe said that he had a bit of a nasty knock and he was a bit sore after the game, which is understandable, right? But that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be ruled out of the Luton game. And he's been yellow flagged before and then still started. And I think the thing with Gordon, they don't have a huge amount of other players that can play on the left at the moment because of injuries. And look, they might get some of these players back. Unfortunately, we're not going to find out. But Barnes is still out until January. Isaac wasn't in the squad against Chelsea. He's another player that could play on the left. Um, Joe Linton, I guess, is also a player that can play on the left. He did it a lot last year. But he's also... Uh, flagged at the moment with a hamstring injury 50% chance of playing so I'm sure Eddie Howe could come up with something for someone else to play there but there's not really too many recognized players that could play left wing now obviously if Gordon's not fit enough and the injury is too bad then he won't play but I think if he's in any way available he will start so I think last week I said about maybe 60-70% likely that Gordon would start and he's more likely to start than be benched I'm less confident this week, but I still think it's more likely that he starts rather than gets benched based on the information we have right now.
But it's worth saying that Eddie Howe was talking straight after the game. We're not going to hear from him again. It might be that Gordon's been assessed today and he's now out of that Luton game. We just can't tell you. Whether or not you should sell him really depends on your squad. I did my team selection video yesterday. I'm in a position where I could start him. And if, he, if he's not in the squad, Darwin Nunez comes on instead. Really not the end of the world. I don't necessarily need to force a transfer. If your bench isn't looking so good and you don't need to use transfers elsewhere, then you could move him on. In terms of the best options, I'm not going to run through it again because I did talk about it yesterday, at least not in detail, but the likes of Saka, if you've got the money, Richarlison's a good option. Some people looking at Leon Bailey, I'm not quite as convinced about his long-term minutes. A lot of people love Douglas Louise, nailed on on penalties. All options, Cole Palmer, but he's on four yellow cards. Loads of players that you could go for, Jared Bowen as well, of course. Um, but I think it really depends on the position of your current squad. But I think Colwell will start, and Gordon likely to start, but I'm less confident than I was last week. So is it worth buying Son now, or is it better to try and get ahead by looking elsewhere? And I think game week 18 is a really tricky game week to decide what the best answer to this question is. In game week 17, I said I'd probably still buy him because you'd have four game weeks left. But now you've only got three before he goes away to the Asia Cup. And I don't think in any of those weeks he's going to be worth thinking about from a captaincy perspective. It's not that you can't captain him, of course. But I think this week you've got Everton at home for Son, which isn't bad. But you can captain Watkins against Sheffield United at home. In game week 19, he's got Brighton away. Not bad, but Salah's got Burnley away. And then in game week 20, he's got Bournemouth at home. Another nice fixture. But Haaland, if he's back fit, has Sheffield United at home. So he's never really the top captain in any of the next three game weeks. And obviously captaincy is not the only reason to buy a player, but it is something that you should consider. Um, I think if you get to game week 20, you're definitely not buying him. You've just got to hope that he doesn't do too much damage in that game week. I think even in game week 19, I'd probably avoid him because you're bringing him in for two game weeks and having to take him straight back out. I think this week is really tricky. And I guess it depends what the alternative is. Like If you're bringing in someone like Jared Bowen or Richarlison instead, I think there's a justification to make those moves and just not land yourself with another headache down the line because Son will need to be transferred back out. And I don't know if he's so good for the next three weeks it's worth two transfers. Obviously, as someone that owns him, I'm happy that people are in this position. I think he's great for the next three weeks. But I got him ages ago, right? It's only one transfer to take him back out. And that's always been the plan. So... Yeah, I'm undecided, as you can tell. I think this is the last week that I would buy him if you're thinking about doing it. It just depends how how much better you think he is than the alternative, right? Could Son outscore Richarlison or Bowen by enough in the next three weeks to warrant using two transfers? It's definitely possible, but I think it's more likely that that doesn't happen, if that makes sense. So I think if you've got the bottle for it, you should probably ignore him. But if you think he's going to smash everyone else by a long way in three weeks and you're prepared to use another transfer down the line, then you can still bring him in. But I think if a game week's 19 or 20, you've probably just got to ignore him at that stage. This is the last week where I would look to bring him into my squad because of the Asia Cup. If you've enjoyed that video, make sure to give it a like. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. Like I said, I have recorded a lot of this before um, the Carabao Cup games on Wednesday. Just because in order to get it out for Thursday, that was the only way to do it. But if there's anything major from those games or anything that comes out from press conferences today, then I'll discuss that in the deadline stream on YouTube at 5 o'clock UK time Thursday evening. Obviously, that will go right through to the 6.30 p.m. deadline. Hopefully, you followed all that. Um, thanks for watching. Like I said, give it a like, hit subscribe, rate five stars if you listen on podcast, and I'll catch you again later. 
Sports Social Podcast Network.